Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon, everybody. Welcome, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. Mace, have you burned through your per diem in Indy? Um, actually, no, believe it or not. Hmm, how much do you have left? Uh, I don't have a per diem per se. That's right. just like saying, okay, I've got a set amount. But, um, I mean, really, budget-wise, I came in oh, well below what uh, what I expected to spend. I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm, I think part of it was that uh, Wednesday night, my, my tooth was starting yeah. to bother me. So yeah. I, uh, I didn't uh, hit the town that night, and, uh, and then I spent a good chunk of yesterday dealing with that. So I think because I was... Uh, temporarily on the disabled list as it were um injured i list. didn't spend yeah thank you now because now it's injured list you're right danny so is it an I, upper body injury or a lower body injury it'd be an upper body That's injury. What I, I mean de- definitely upper body uh, very, very high high upper body north right. of the neck right. <laughs> so where are you going tonight um oh no oh nowhere i'm at I, i'm actually on my way back to wisconsin right now oh yeah i've I stopped uh, to in Champaign, Illinois, do the show. Get out of here! Really? Oh yeah, seriously. Where are you? Like at a Waffle House? No, no, no. I'm at a. I'm. I'm at one of the many Marriott properties you'd find. Sitting here, I've got. To, I've, I'm sitting here in the room. I've got the combine broadcast on. I mean, basically, it's what right. I would be doing if I were sitting in Indianapolis, except I'm two hours closer to my destination. Pardon me, my, my destination. Oh, easy. We're gonna get started. Okay, so let, let me uh, rephrase uh, the, the way I introduce you. Yeah. Mace is on location in Champaign-Urbana, the home of the Fighting Illini, which is nowhere near the NFL Combine. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, Mace, as the Broncos finish up their evaluation of the quarterbacks of the Combine, they already know each of the top quarterbacks have their flaws, so... Are the Broncos better going off with the safe pick, like a Kenny Pickett? I understand he has small hands, but he seems to be the most NFL-ready, according to everybody else. Or should they go with the guy with the most upside? You, ha- I think you have to play the long game here. And I think you have to, you have to look at these quarterbacks and ask yourself, even though you may be dealing with a ex- more extreme st- thing in terms of floor and ceiling. You have to ask yourself this. Which one of these quarterbacks has the best chance of being in the category of the core- the rest of the quarterbacks in the AFC West? Okay, let me use an analogy. Let me use an analogy, all right? Patrick Mahomes, single, double, home run. What is he? Home run. What is Justin Herbert? Uh, a triple. Derek Carr, it really doesn't matter with Derek Carr. You already have a triple and a home run on the board, but let's call him a double for sure. Is that fair to I would, say? I would the reason I would actually call him a triple. Okay. Um, 
based uh, based on the fact that we've seen him we've seen him will a team to the playoffs twice now okay. despite a chaotic situation i i think carr may be kind of like a matthew stafford in terms of he's making the best of a of a not great situation okay just for fun just for fun and this isn't in the show notes but let's do it just for fun let's go through the quarterbacks mm-hmm. when you look at upside kenny pickett is a what Kenny Pickett, uh, his upside is Kirk Cousins. No, no, double, triple, single home run. Oh, uh, double. Double. Okay. Um, Malik Willis. Upside is home run. Oh. He's, he's your Dave Kingman in this class. Ooh, well done. He's, he's either gonna he's either gonna knock it over the fence or he's gonna whiff spectacularly. Malik King Kong Willis. Uh, how about your guy out of North Carolina, the guy you have a man crush on? I'll stop it. Sam Howell? Yeah. Uh, triple. Okay. But again, also another guy who could be uh, could be a disaster. Who has a better chance of being a disaster, Malik Wills or your boy? I'd say they're about equal. Okay. Uh, Carson Strong? Um, triple. Uh, the uh, who else are we missing? Desmond Ritter. Uh, Desmond, Desmond Ritter. Ritter. He's a double. He's a double. He's a double. Uh, and then who else do we have left? Matt Cor- Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Uh, triple or home run if he works out. But again, very boomer bust. Why? Uh, we really don't know what he's going to look like in an NFL offense. We have no. We have no indication. At least with Malik Willis, uh, we have. And and Sam Howell in particular, we have some we have their work in the senior bowl that we can judge on in, in those practices that week, seeing them under center. And Kenny Pickett's in a scheme that has more transition to the pros than the other guys when he was at Pitt. Okay. So there's a saying if you miss on a first round quarterback, it mm-hmm. could set the franchise back two to three years. We certainly saw that with Paxton Lynch. I won't go as far to say with Brock Osweiler because the majority of the, his entire career really was with Peyton Manning and then he left. But let's use Patrick, let's use Paxton Lynch as our matrix or as our metric, I should say. Yeah. Do you think George Peyton has the stomach for a high risk, high reward type of calculation like Elway did? Because Elway showed he was willing to take a big risk. It's interesting that you say that because. If you look at the quarterbacks, don't don't go you, with what happened in Minnesota. Oh no, I think we are going to go with what happened in Minnesota. He didn't make the I decisions. I not, but this is. I'm not saying he made the decisions. I'm saying you're basing you. You are a product of your own experience. Okay, and I would say, for example, the two quarterbacks that the Vikings drafted in the first round while Peyton was there were Teddy Bridgewater and Christian Ponder. And I would argue a flaw in both of them was that they did not have home run potential. Yeah. But again, in terms of their outcome, but, but again, saying we know what Peyton would do is kind of like Matt Russell becoming the GM of the Seahawks and saying, well, I know what he's going to do too. No, I don't. We don't know, but we we do we all we know is what they experienced, and the question being, 
for him, what did he take from those experiences? Did he did he take I I don't want to take a quarterback like that again. I'm going to do something different or did he take take another lesson from that? It, what what he took from that will probably determine what he does, but the other factor that's in play is what does Nathaniel Hackett want? If Nathaniel Hackett looks at a Malik Willis and says, if you give me two or three years with him, I can make a star out of him. Then if you're George Payton, what do you do? You want to hear something funny about the uh, draft that Bridgewater was in, which was the 2014 NFL draft? I, I wouldn't say the Vikings took a huge risk taking him with the last pick in the first round. It's not like he was a, it's not like he was a top 10 pick, right? No, they, the whole thing was get trade back into round one to get the fifth year option. That Correct. Way. And that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So they, so they got him at uh, 32. You know, who's taken uh, four picks after him? Yeah. Derek Carr. You know, who's taken uh, about roughly 25 picks after that? Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Carr and Garoppolo are better than Bridgewater. And by the way, who is, who is the, uh, for who are the first two quarterbacks taken off that board? In 2014. Blake Bortles and Bortles. Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Oi. Oi. But it also shows sometimes how little we uh, how little we know. I mean, look, 2017, the first QB off the board was Mitchell Trubisky. How did that work out? All right. Speaking That's of that, play. speaking of that, word is out at the Combine that he is a hot name out there. There are going to be a lot of teams after him. Yep. And what what are you hearing about what the Broncos' interest is? I have not heard any uh, that there's any notable interest in Trubisky from the Broncos at this point. Doesn't mean there wouldn't be, but I haven't. The buzz I've heard is about other teams like Washington. Although Washington is kicking every can imaginable right now, there was uh, a report from Ian Rapport of NFL Network just within the last hour that uh, they offered a package to Seattle that included multiple first-round picks for Russell Wilson, and it didn't go anywhere. But Washington, and we talked about Washington yesterday, they called every team asking right. about their quarterback. They are, they are they are knocking down every door. I don't know that the, Bron- the Broncos' search is as uh, exhaustive as the search of Ron Rivera Martin. Well, I don't think that's Washington fair. Well, you right know now. what? I, I won't I won't agree with that for this reason. I think when you look at the coaching search, everything Peyton does is exhaustive. But there is a difference between working hard and working smart. Working hard, or excuse me, working smart is, is what I believe George Peyton does. Working hard is calling the Kansas City Chiefs and saying are you willing to trade Patrick Mahomes? That's and, not. That's not only. That is working hard, but that's working stupid. Unless, you, unless your goal is to simply get a feel for what the value of every quarterback would be. There was no. There was no point to call. And then figure out. Okay, w- and let, let's get all this here. And then you're you're making a scale of all thirty-two and saying, okay. What level do we need to get to? What are we willing to sacrifice here on the curve of all 32 here. start quarterbacks? Let, That's why you do that. Let me tell you why it was a complete waste of time. That is not that is that is working dumb. That really is. I'll ask you, okay? Patrick Mahomes, you will if, if now I'm gonna go in the realm of if this was possible. If you could get three first round picks for Patrick Mahomes, would uh-huh. you trade him if you're the Chiefs? 
No. How about four? No. How about five? No. No. Okay. So then it's a waste of time. You're not even allowed to trade five first round picks. You're trying to gauge the value of Patrick Mahomes. No, you're allowed to trade five first round picks as long as they're all in the next three drafts. That's, but you understand my point. He is priceless. He's an original Picasso. Priceless. What are you wasting your time for? So you, wasted, no. you wasted probably two minutes. I, I don't think I don't think it's this big this big deal uh, that that they shouldn't have done that you're making it. Out it to be. I, well, you know what I've I've you know what then I guess I value my time more than Washington's general manager because there are at least at least fifteen teams that would not be willing to trade their quarterback. Okay, and it's not two. It's not a two minute conversation. It's at least a five minute conversation with Hi, how are you? How's the family? Uh, how was your fishing that, trip over the summer? So that with has, that, that has value too because that's fine. Good general managers have the numbers of every other good. general manager on on Rolodex. Yeah, but you know what? You're 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 calling for a reason. You're not calling to see how the guy's doing. And you, I think the reason there is you're trying to get, you want the value of every other starting quarterback, right? And you're making a broad you're making a broad assessment, saying okay. This value, value, the most valuable starting quarterback is here. The least valuable starting quarterback is here. What level are we in, in between? We're willing to sacrifice to get what we want. I, I got That's news for you. If you need 31 other general managers to tell you that, then you shouldn't be a general manager. Coming up after the break. Today was your final day at the Combine. I want to know what stuck out to you most. What surprised you the most and what was your favorite and least favorite part of the combine, including drinks and food? That's nice. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda. They have a lot of inventory right now. You can get the right car at the right price, like the Mazda CX-5 or the Mazda CX-30. Small crossover, SUV, all-wheel drive, leather trim seats. And with gas prices going up, you're going to love it. That is 32 miles to the gallon. And with the weather that we have in March and April in Denver, all-wheel drive could be pretty important. It's in the 60s today. It's gorgeous, Mace. The only problem is it's supposed to snow this weekend. So you want a car with all-wheel drive, right? With that, Siltahar, Mazda, Siltahar Motors, they've been uh, servicing families for over 60 years. They're a family-owned business, stress-free and hassle-free when you buy. Go to Broomfield today or check them out at sthmazda.com. Uh, Mace, Danny said something to me when I came in the studio today and he said, I haven't seen Mace all week. Eric, do you miss him? And before I answered, I said, do you? And he said, I, I, I kind of do. So the reason why I'm telling you this is you have one person that misses you. 
Oh. <laughs> Nolan, uh, Nolan says he misses you as well. You know what, well, Nolan? Step you. up to the mic. Tell us why, in the most poetic way you can, why you miss Andrew Mason in studio. Uh, have another baseball fan. Have somebody that knows how to talk baseball with me. And uh, you know what to say. Cooler heads prevail. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? What does cooler heads prevail mean? I don't know what that means. Oh, it, I, I think he just he called did. you a hothead. Yeah, I think he did too. A little bit. Right. I, or, or just said that I was a cooler head than you, maybe. Well, that's, that's, I well, guess I, I, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think we have kind of a fire and ice thing going. Yeah. Well, I'll, but, I'll, I'll say this because I like to respond to Nolan with that comment he just made. Oh uh, I like to hang out with people who, who have uh, who have teams that win World Series titles. Oh, time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance, <laughs> the Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. <laughs> Call today at three zero three seven nine zero eighty eighty nine. That's three zero three seven nine zero eighty eighty nine. Oh, and Didn't might you I add, yourself a Cubs fan for a long time, Eric. No, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I told you, I'm not a fan of any team. And no, might, and might I add, can I add something for to a this? Long time you considered yourself a Cubs fan. Say it again. For a long time, you were a Cubs fan, right? You grew up a Cubs fan. I once I moved to Colorado, the, those loyalties ceased. I, I've covered the Cubs, the White Sox. I've covered the Rockies. I've just covered so many teams. I don't really have loyalty anymore. I really don't have that fandom that you guys have anymore. Um, but the other reason that that was pretty harsh, what I said about Nolan, that I, um, I, I like to be around somebody who, who has a team that won a world series. Nolan, will you forgive me for saying that step up to the mic? Will you forgive me please for saying that I shouldn't have said that on air? It was a little aggressive. Of course I forgive you. You're a good friend. Okay, good. Do, do you have, can you hear me right now? Yes. Okay. Uh, I misspoke. What I meant to say was. I like to hang out with people whose hockey teams win the Stanley Cup. You mean That's like the what I, two years ago? No, I mean like the Tampa <laughs> Bay Lightning of last year and then the year prior. That's and then who what won I it meant. before then? And oh, by the way, you know what else I like? I like to hang out with people whose football teams win a Super Bowl, unlike fans of teams that don't have one because Kroenke moved it. I mean, I'm kind of in both those parties, though. Oh. The bottom line is Mace has it all over you when it comes to sports. In, in, it's okay. recency Mace bias, has though. it over everybody. Not just <laughs> me, not Danny or you, everybody. And doesn't it bother you that all he does is wear that team gear just to shove it in our face? No, I love it. It's true fanmanship. Do you? <laughs> I, yeah, I'll tell you right now, he's shoving it in your face because you're a huge blues and a huge, uh, huge fan of the Cardinals. And every day he walks in with either a a Braves hat on or a Tampa hat? Do you have, do you have a, 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 a soccer team that you like in the EPL? Because he jams it down your throat with Man City, too. That's what I'm wearing. As long as somebody in my life is winning, I'm happy for that person. That's good. As, as am I. You. I mean, North Carolina stinks in basketball, and they're going to get worked over the weekend, but I digress. Uh, let's... 22 and 8 this year. <laughs> okay. Please. They're going to get worked. They are going to get worked. I'll, get we'll get into that next hour. But yes, right. they're, that's good. they're going to be annihilated tomorrow. All right. Uh, do we do the buzz yet? I forgot. Did we do the buzz? We did. You no, know, just for fun, let's do it again because I like the buzz twice. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance, the Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, 
not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, besides the tuna and the shrimp cocktail that you had at St. Elmo's and multiple drinks in which you had a hangover because you stayed up until 3.30 in the morning, what stuck out to you most at the Combine and what surprised you most? Oh, um... Getting well, a hangover? Well, getting a hangover? No, actually, like I said, I really wasn't hungover, okay. believe right. it or not. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, I, I was a little, I was a little groggy, but to me, a hangover involves a headache, right? Right. I right. didn't have, I didn't have a headache. Um, right. I had toothache, but that's something different entirely. Right. Well, uh, you gotta stop chewing on the glass. It's not edible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I've been, and I have a habit of chewing on ice as well. On ice as that well. Might, that might, that might have done it. That that might have pushed. I me bet over that did. Yeah, I bet that I, I do. I do chew on ice in my drink. It's a bad habit that I have. Well, um, I, I know, and it's going to cost you about two, three thousand dollars with that root canal. But I digress. Well, uh, I, what I stuck have insurance. Out- I have insurance. It won't cost me that good. Much. What stuck out to you most at the combine? What surprised you the most? I'll tell you what. Um, we talked before the combine about the threats, the saber rattling that went on from agents and and players about not participating. And ultimately, they they backed down. The NFL caved. Actually, it's the NFL that backed down and said, okay, fine, we're going to drop all the COVID restrictions and it's just going to be normal and all is well and happy. But they did keep some tweaks to it, one of which was having the players do their bench press on the same day as their workout. So right now, we've got offensive linemen working on the field at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. But they did their bench press this morning, starting at about 10 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Mountain Time. And a lot of players decided they did not want to do the bench press on the same day as the workout because they no. thought they would not get their best results during right. both in the same day. So you have, and, and normally offensive lineman bench press is a big deal, right? We're always talking about, oh, uh, like this guy had 40 reps, that sort of thing. It's one of the bigger events. This year, not even one third of the offensive linemen did their bench press here. 18 out of 59. I was there. I counted. And there, and so, like, from a, ma- from a micro perspective of the combine, that's something that, in terms of the process of it, they're going to have to revisit. It, it may not even stay in Indianapolis. That's another story entirely. So the combine might be at the precipice of going through some changes here in the next couple of years. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm not going to tell you something that surprised me, but I'll tell you what stuck out to me most, and I wasn't there because I didn't have to be there for that. The NFL, to your point, that something that you just said, wanted to have COVID protocols at the combine. Mm-hmm. And then less than a week later, they killed all the protocols. Does that make all any sense? I mean, now think about that for a second. Yeah. If the agents didn't get all upset, um, there would have been COVID protocols at the combine. Mm-hmm. So why make the change in less than a week? Because they would have gone through with it, with the protocols. Yet, less than a week later, they said no more protocols. Sometimes you have pressure that spurs action. I think in this case, pressure spurred action. Now, we can see, like take Colorado, for instance. We see the data on Omicron and COVID, and we see case numbers plummeting rapidly, right? 
So you have that you have that data that backs up. Okay, if you're gonna maybe this is the time to 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 jam the door open and uh, get and get back to normal. But I I do agree with you. I don't know that we would have been talking about all the protocols league wide on COVID being dropped if the if the agents had not pr- put pressure on the league. It's the the thing like you need something to spur that inertia, right? And I and to their credit, I think that they they did they did that here because it's funny. It's been two years. Actually, the combine two years ago was the last relatively normal event in the NFL before the before this week's combine. Right. It's interesting. It, it basically everything came to a halt right after that. This and so it's kind of appropriate that this event was the one that effectively brought the NFL back to right. normalcy. All right, give me one story that's because you talk to a lot of people out there. I know that you talk to coaches, you talk Mm -hmm. to scouts, you talk to executives. Give me, I'll put it to you this way. Tell a story where everyone listening and watching is going to learn something today. Something that you found out. You don't have to give away the name, obviously, of the person that told it to you. Give, Give me one thing that you Flew into Indianapolis not knowing, and you're walking away saying, I'm glad I know this. Oh, um, you know, I, I wish I could have, like, kind of a good a, a good headline story. I really don't. Um, what were you doing out there? Well, I was just getting to know people. Like, I I was talking with the Bronco, some of the Broncos' new coaches, but we weren't talking a lot about football, and I wasn't trying to kind of pick their brains on uh, what's going to happen. I wanted to... I wanted to learn about them as people. All right, I tell me something to, about yeah. one of the coaches that you find unique and interesting that you won't find in the media guide. Okay. Um, Justin Outen takes a great deal of pride in teaching a player to do something that he historically did not do before. He and I, when we, when we, as we were talking – he he got to talking about uh, a veteran tight end um, that he had in, that he had in Green Bay, who was not the best blocker, and sa- and then by the time he got by the by the time the first year with him was done, this guy was making his best plays as a blocker and and saying and talking about the pride he felt after a block and him kind of and the player pointing up to him on the sideline right. after the play right and. It's inter like the what I got from talking to the Broncos coaches was this. This is a this is a staff that I think it, they take pride in teaching, but they take even more pride in their teaching actually reaching somebody. Like anybody can get up in front of a bunch of people and and talk about concepts, but how do you what do you help do to help those guys learn? How do you make it engaging? How and in this day and age, it takes a lot of creativity. One thing that I heard over and over again was this: like, like you you have to meet this generation where they are in terms of how, in terms of getting them to learn, to learn something and then apply it to what they're doing. And he said, and and that's kind of, and, and over and over, just hearing that, like, you have to meet this generation where they are. Right. I'll tell and, you. And so, so I I, I came from this. 
I came from this honestly really confident in the teaching in, in the teaching abilities of this coaching staff because I I mean just talking about some concepts you know even I have a greater understanding of outside zone than I have when I walked in here because right. I got I, I got a glimpse of what the players are going to learn. I'll tell you what I learned from talking to you and from talking to others in the know. Yeah, Broncos country, brace yourself. You're going to be very disappointed with what happens at the quarterback position. Because I don't, Rodgers is probably not coming here mm-hmm. unless Wilson bangs a drum and begs to get out. He's not going anywhere. A lot of Broncos country is going to be very disappointed with who George Payton brings in. The Lockheads might not be disappointed. Oh, God. Well, he's already here. Oh, uh, he's already I, but here. I, exactly. But yeah, but I would say that whoever they bring in in the next couple of weeks is still intended to be the starter and not Locke. Right. At and, least at least in the at least in the moment, I would say this. Let the next two months play out. Right. But I you know what? This, I would say this to Bronco fans. Let the next two months play out before you jump down anybody's throat. No, and I agree with you. But at the end of the day, there's going to be at least a quarter, if not a third of Broncos country unhappy with who they bring in in free agency or a trade. And then you're going to probably have 50% of the people unhappy with who they draft if they draft someone. We're going to be going through this all over again. It just is what it is. So Broncos country, brace yourself, barring a miracle, that you're not going to be happy with what happens. And it's not because George Payton isn't trying. At the end of the day, it's like real estate. If there's only one or two houses on the market and you're not crazy about those houses, but you have to buy today, that's what you're getting. Yeah, and the other thing is also, I mean, they, I've gathered they were really impressed by Malik Willis, and I think, and he certainly has moved up. We'll get into him more later on because he has flash. That's why. But here's the thing: I think people would be happy with him if they brought him in. But here's the catch: the Broncos aren't the only team that thinks highly of Malik Willis right now. Others do too. Right. All right. Coming up after the break, we're going to do a Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge. And this one has to do with the team that is the odds-on favorite, the overwhelming favorite, to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, the Avalanche. But the next team behind them has won two cups in a row. If you had 500 bucks, are you going to bet on the favorites? Or are you going to take the odds and hopefully get double your payout? We'll talk about that next. Everywhere I go, they be like... Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. You're looking for wholesale lumber to the public? Go to rmfp.com. Time now for the fine uh, for what's trending. Excuse me. What's trending? Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda, or find them at sthmazda.com. 
Every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Avalanche, overwhelming favorites to win the Stanley Cup at 4-1 to odds right now. Two-time defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning have the second-best odds at 7.5-1. to Mace, if you had 500 bucks to bet, are you going with the Avalanche for a lesser payout or the two-time defending champs for nearly double the payout? Well, you're talking to me here. I don't like to bet on my teams, right? So I go with the Avalanche. Just pretend you're not a fan of the team. Just <laughs> play along. This is radio. Just play along. Um, I'd go with the Avs, even you- though the odds are against them uh, in terms of what President's Trophy winners have done in the playoffs over the last 35 years. I'd still go with the Avs. Avs. I, I would think about going with the Avs, but I'm not betting on, I'm not betting on McKinnon. McCarr or Landeskog. I'm betting on the goalie. So you're betting on Vasilevsky then, maybe. Well, do I have another choice? Uh, you're bet on Kemper or Vasilevsky of these two. Who are you betting on? Well, that that's my point. I'm betting on yeah. Vasilevsky, yeah. one of the greatest goaltenders, or becoming one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. He's that, literally on a on a brodeur like trajectory at this point. I mean, wouldn't you? Or well, apparently you wouldn't. You you would bet on Kemper. I'm bet I'm betting on the team, but I agree. If you're betting on the goalie, you bet on uh, you, you do bet on Vasilevsky, and 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 playoff hockey is uh, is about the goalie. But the the Avs are as uh, as uh, completely constructed a team they as we've are. seen sometime in the NHL, and I think, and it's not like the Lightning is, is chopped liver by any stretch of the imagination. I think. W- one thing that that a lot of hockey people can agree on is that the finals people want to see is Tampa Bay and Colorado. No question. And they, and they have played two magnificent games this year. Even though the Avs have won both, one t- one went to a shootout. One was decide. One was down the last to the to the last shot, basically. And he, those teams look like if they went into a, if they played in the Cup Finals, it would be a masterpiece of a series. Guys, what do you think? All right, uh, one quick note. Generally speaking, betting on the Cup outside of the last couple of years, top uh-huh. top seeds don't even make it out of the first round. Yeah, would you even bet on either of those teams, knowing you get crazy odds for somebody else? Well, right now the Lightning would not be a top seed. In fact, in fact, right now, now they trail the Panthers by one point, but the Lightning has a game in hand. But they also, but in in the in the conference, the Eastern Conference, they trail Carolina from the Metropolitan Division by by three points, but you know, there's a game in hand for the lightning, but that would get them to within one point. So right now you'd be talking about the lightning basically being the, the, the number three seed at this point. And it, so they wouldn't have that working against them. Uh, the, the thing with the ads, I mean, I, I know every year is different. Every team is different, but the lesson that we, that we should probably try to learn and that the abs should should learn is one the lightning uh, had to learn back in 2019 the, and they and they were so far ahead of the field that year i believe 21 points ahead of the next best team in the nhl in 2019 that that was a team very much on cruise control for the last month and a half of the season and they paid for it in the playoffs jared bednar's job is to keep this team energetic engaged and not let them take their foot off the gas over the next two months leading into the, into the playoffs because you don't, because yeah, I can say, I I can see the logic of saying, Oh, we want him to rest, but 
but being too far ahead can have can have its downside, and that's something that the Avs are going to have to try to ward off because they're la- they are lapping the field at this point. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it. Well, speaking of the Avalanche, they are hosting the Calgary Flames tomorrow, and one of the players on the Flames has a pretty great nickname, at least I think it's pretty great. Uh, So we'll talk about some nicknames in sports. We'll also talk about the Nuggets. They're in action tonight again at Ball Arena against the Rockets. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mason Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now. For the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance. Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs. And now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Denver Nuggets, a shot at redemption tonight against another bad team at Ball Arena. The Houston Rockets are in town. Those two teams tipping off just after 7 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. The Rockets, at the very bottom of the Western Conference, they have lost 11 straight games. So this one should be an easy one for the Nuggets. Like Oklahoma City. Just like OKC was supposed to be. So after that disgusting loss to the Thunder on Wednesday, what do the Nuggets need to do to bounce back against Houston tonight? Get Will Barton his two three-pointers to break the franchise record as soon as possible. Uh, if he can, if, if he's, oh, he's 0 for 15, 0 for his last 15 coming into the giant night, guys. So if he, if he can somehow snap out of that funk, get two out of the first four, Everybody can just move on, and then I think they'll win by a lot. There was a time for about a six, seven-year stretch where the Rockets had the Nuggets number. Yep. No, no matter how good the Nuggets were, the Rockets would always find a way to beat them. With that, I don't see them losing this game tonight, I think. After losing Oklahoma City, if they have any pride, they're going to win this game by double digits. Yeah, hopefully they, uh, they do show some pride, and maybe they've run some plays for Will Barton to get him some open shots early, and... They need to be running less Will Barton plays. (laughs) What's the spread, Danny? I believe it's 14. Don't tell me you believe. You know. It may have moved since the last time I checked it. Well, what did you bet it on? I did not bet it. What are you going to bet it on? 12? I I will not be betting the Nuggets tonight. It's too large of a spread. I don't trust them. It is pretty bad. You know what? That's a very good point. Oh, by the way, you know what? In the two previous Rockets-Nuggets games this year, you know what Will Barton is from three-point range in those two games combined? What? Two for 14. Sounds about right. 
Well, he only needs two, so hopefully he uh, gets them early, uh, like you said, Mace. Just shooters in case, shoot, right? Shooters do shoot. Just in case you miss it, tomorrow the Avalanche will be hosting Johnny Hockey and the Calgary Flames. Uh, I think it's a great nickname for Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, Joey Bats, Jimmy G Buckets, some other nicknames that are very sport-specific with the athlete that has the nickname. Do you like that in a nickname for an athlete, that it's closely tied to the sport, or do you prefer when it's something inspired outside of the realm of sports? I don't care if it's inside or outside of sports. I think a good nickname is a good nickname no matter what, if it, whether it comes from the game or not. What do you think, Eric? Well, it, if you're going to be called the great one, you better be the great one. If an homage to our friend Nolan, Stan the Man, back in the day, was the man. But the greatest nickname of all time, the greatest nickname of all time, and it's not close, and this is my metric on what makes a great nickname, when that's all you know him by, because that's not the person's name. Yeah. And that is Tiger Woods, because his name is Eldrick, but everybody calls him Tiger. My favorite of all the nicknames was Stu Grimson, the Grim Reaper. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he beat the hell out of people on the ice. Do you know what Boomer Esiason's real name is? Or real first name? I don't. It's, yeah, Norman. Now, having covered this player, you probably know Champ Bailey's real first name, right? I did. I can't remember it. I know it's not Champ. Roland, but I think you kind of make a good point there. He's Champ, right? That's right. He's not Roland, he's Champ. He's like Tiger. Esiason, he's Boomer. Right. Right. But I think my favorite nickname of all time is Larry Bird. The hick from French Lake. And that sums him up perfectly on so many different levels. But Jason Williams' white chocolate is pretty good, too. It's hard to compete with magic as well. You know what? You know what? Then uh, color me corrected. You're absolutely right. Magic, Tiger, Mm -hmm. and then who is the other guy you named somebody? We named somebody that that's the... Champ Bailey, Boomer, Siason. Yep. There you go. Those are the but, best yeah. nicknames because those are their names. That's what you know about. And then, of course, there are the nicknames that a player would rather not have. Like, uh, remember John Hot Plate Williams? Hot Rod Williams. No, there was another John Williams named Hot, who was nicknamed Hot Plate. Well, you want me to give you a nickname that this guy, I'm sure, doesn't like because it yeah. is true, and I've been told too many stories to count about it? Yeah. Scotty No Tippin Pippin. When he went to re- restaurants, he was not a good tipper, if at all. No tipping, Pippin. Ooh, that's bad. It is. Also bad was uh, Nell Turpin, Dinner Bell. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he could afford to shed a few pounds. Yeah. Just in case you missed it, the Major League Baseball Players Association is starting a $1 million fund to support stadium workers and others experiencing financial hardship due to canceled MLB games. The MLB has announced they will be going forward with a similar plan is this an authentic gesture or do you think it's an attempt for both players and owners to save face while the lockout continues okay i know well, the, the players I know, hold did on. This first right there you go so i'm going to be rhetorical i'm going to be rhetorical about it okay who went first that's the genuine side it's the owners that have all the money and they are the ones that are the employers of these workers at the concession stands but they didn't think of it first shame on them yeah, I mean there it's and and ultimately it is a it is a lockout. It's not a strike, it is a lockout. Ultimately it is at the feet of the owners 
that there is no baseball. Right. And ultimately, it's their it's, it's their it's it's their duty. It's the right thing to do, but they it shouldn't take the players stepping up and doing it first. So, like you said, the player what the players did is genuine. What the owners did, it's uh, well, just another they've they've misplayed everything in the uh, court of public opinion o- over the last uh, several months. Why, what's one more at this point? At the risk of sounding very cynical, and this is going to come off as being cynical. I don't. Are you think, cynical? Never. I know. Do you really believe the players' union, their heart is in the right place 100% on this? Or do you think there's a small part trying to win a PR battle? I'm sure that it's a small part, yes. I think, yeah, it's definitely a small part. No but at question. least they, but, but the they thing is, it. sometimes it's also, yeah, is, is that part of it? Yeah, but at least they did it. The, the result is they're trying, to, they're trying to help the people who are being hurt the most. Right. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. And you know, listen, when, when you buy a car, you're going to want to take it for a test drive. You can actually do that with the appliances there. How do you like that for customer service? Not to mention their customer service team. They've been doing this for a long time. You have questions. They're going to have the answers. They're going to ask you the right questions to make sure you get what you want. You go to those big box stores. Let's be honest, the salespeople, that, that, that's not really their... I don't want to say it's not their area of specialty, but they certainly don't know those appliances like the people at Mountain High Appliance. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, we are going to talk about Malik Willis. He was terrific throwing the ball at the senior ball, but he did something terrific at the combine that might move him up in the draft to be the number one quarterback taken. And certainly the Broncos will have a chance to get him if they want him. We'll tell you what Malik has done next.